In the course of the evening, Lord Keith and Sir George Cockburn came on board the Bowerfin when the latter was introduced to Bonaparte. As soon as General Bertrand was at leisure, I told him I had orders to remove Napoleon to the Northumberland the following day and also to take away the arms from him and his attendants, giving him to understand that they would be returned on their arrival at their destination. He seemed much hurt at being deprived of his arms, but said he would give directions for their being delivered, and I received them the next morning, with the exception of Bonaparte's sword, which, by an order, I subsequently received from Lord Keith he was permitted to wear when quitting the ship. About half past nine in the evening, Monsieur Bertrand told me that Bonaparte was desirous of seeing me. On going into his cabin, he said, Bertrand informs me that you have received orders to remove me to the Northumberland. Is it so? I answered in the affirmative. Have you any objection, he said, to writing a letter to Bertrand, acquainting him of it, that I may have a document to prove that I was forced to quit the ship and that my inclinations were not consulted? I replied, I can have no objection to write such a letter and shall do it this evening. I was then going to retire when he requested me to remain, having more to say. Your government, he continued, has treated me with much severity and in a very different way from what I had hoped and expected from the opinion I had formed of the character of your countrymen. It is true, I have always been the enemy of England, but it has ever been an open and declared one, and I paid it the highest compliment it was possible for a man to do in throwing myself on the generosity of your prince. I have not now to learn, however, that it is not fair to judge the character of a people by the conduct of the government. He then went on, alluding to the government. They say I made no conditions. Certainly I made no conditions. How could an individual enter into terms with the nation? I wanted nothing of them but hospitality, or, as the agents would express it, air and water. My only wish was to purchase a small property in England and end my life there in peace and tranquility. As for you, Capitan, the name by which he always addressed me, I have no cause of complaint. Your conduct to me has been that of a man of honor. But I cannot help feeling the severity of my fate in having the prospect of passing the remainder of my life on a desert island. But, he added with a strong emphasis, if your government give up Savary and Lalaman to the king of France, they will inflict a stain upon the British name that no time can efface. I told him in that respect. They were under an erroneous impression that I was convinced it was not the intention of His Majesty's ministers to deliver them up. I hope so, was his only reply. I then took leave of him for the night, that I may not break in upon the occurrences of the 7th. I shall here insert the letter I wrote at Bonaparte's request and a copy of the orders under which I acted in removing him from the Bowerfin to the Northumberland. 
Sir, I beg to acquaint you that I have this day received orders from Lord Keith, Commander-in-Chief of the Channel Fleet, to remove General Bonaparte from the ship I command to His Majesty's ship Northumberland, and I have to request you will intimate the above to the General, that he may prepare for the removal. I likewise enclose a copy of an order respecting the arms of General Bonaparte and the whole of his attendants, and request you will give directions for their being delivered to me, that they may be disposed of as the order directs. Fred L. Maitland. You are hereby required and directed to deliver the persons, this was the response, named below into the charge of Rear Admiral Sir George Cockburn, given on board the Tonnant at anchor under Barryhead, 7th of August, 1815, Keith Admiral, by the command of the Admiral James Meek, Secretary. That's a lot of letters. When the general quits the ship, it is not intended to take his sword from him, but to let him wear it but not the others. Pistols, guns, as in all instances, be removed for the safety of the ship, but the arms are carefully to be kept and restored at a proper occasion. On the morning of the 7th of August, 1815, countless causes made an application to me for permission to wait on Lord Keith, having a communication to make to him. I, in consequence, went to his lordship and obtained leave to send him when the Admiral came on board the Belrefin in the forenoon to attend Bonaparte in his removal to the Northumberland, he informed me that Monsieur Les Cases had represented to him that I had promised Bonaparte should be well received in England and allowed to remain there. On the same day, he wrote a letter to me containing the above statement and directing me to report upon it, which I afterwards did, as will hereafter appear. Compatron was employed during the morning making out a list of those that were to proceed to St. Helena with Bonaparte, in which General Gorgo's name was omitted, and Colonel Pinard was nominated his secretary. This offended Monsieur Gorgo so much that he made use of some very strong language to General Bertrand, and after a good deal of altercation, it was arranged, I believe by Bonaparte himself, that Gorgo should take Planet's place. There was also another cause of disagreement, a number of domestics allowed to go to St. Helena, being only twelve, did not admit of all the officers taking their personal attendance. General Montalon was obliged to leave a servant who had been with him many years, and Count Bertrand's was the only exception. General Bertrand had been so much employed all the morning making preparations for their removal that he did not come to breakfast until everyone had finished. His wife remained at the table, as I did also, as a mark of attention to him. She soon commenced an attack on her husband to induce him to quit Bonaparte and remain in England. He seemed much distressed, but remained silent. At last, she turned on me and begged I would give an opinion and use my influence in favor of her proposal. 
I said, Madame Bertrand, I have from the beginning endeavored to avoid meddling in the very unpleasant discussions that have been going on for some days. But as you demand my opinion and force me to give it, I must acquaint you that I think if your husband quits his master at such a time as the present, he will forfeit the very high character he now bears in this country. I then rose from the table and went upon deck. 